Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 32. Here's Pastor Ryan. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 24. Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful for the love, for the grace, and the mercy that you've shown towards us. Lord, we thank you for this place. We thank you that we're here together. We pray that you would minister to our hearts in a very special way. Touch our spirit, Holy Spirit, and move us, Lord. We want to seek you, Father, in prayer tonight. Prepare our hearts for prayer. You say that we know not what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit leads and guides us with utterance. And so, Lord, we pray for that tonight. And as we look into your word, please speak to our hearts, Lord. Uh, Change us, move us, inspire us, we pray. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Amen. So here we are uh, studying King Hezekiah, the good king of the southern kingdom of Judah. The northern kingdom has been taken into captivity by the Assyrians, and the Assyrians are the world power at that time. Very vicious kingdom. They, they would torture the, uh, and enslave uh, the countries that they would take over. And so King Hezekiah, as you know, was like his father, King David. He had a heart that was after the Lord, and he made so many wonderful reforms that we read about. And they were just so beautiful. But in our story, in this chapter here, it's, it's, it, he has just experienced God's deliverance, God's great victory over the strongest king in the land. Uh, king uh, Shanacherib of Assyria had come down to besiege Ju- uh, Judah and he threatened them and his ambassadors and thre- uh, threatened them. All of Judah was afraid, and uh, it, it just looked terrible for King Hezekiah. Uh, and in, at the beginning, King Hezekiah, he tried to uh, appease uh, the king of Assyria by sending them all the silver from the Lord's house and, and his own treasuries. And so he, he really was, was being tested by God because you know, he had honored the Lord and God had blessed them. He had had faith in God and God had blessed them. But like it said, after these faithful deeds, God allowed this crazy uh, conqueror to come against King Hezekiah. And so the beautiful thing is, with all of these threats, and it was, and, and, and there's more spoken about it in 2 Kings chapter 18 and and uh, it, it's beautiful to see how Hezekiah, who was a man of faith, was kind of wobbling, but then he did what he knew best to do. He received a threatening letter from King uh, uh, Shenacherib, and, and that was it. So he had it. He took that letter, and what's cool is he went to the house of the Lord. He put it on the floor in the house of the Lord, and he prostrated himself on the, on the floor and just began to cry out to God. And, you know, and, and what happens in prayer, as you know, it inspires faith, it inspires 
courage. It, 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 it puts, uh, our minds and, and our focus on our God. And our God is greater than the greatest king on earth by far. And so Isaiah the prophet was, was ministering at the time and he came to the king and said, God has heard because you, you prayed, God is going to deliver you. And God sent an angel who killed 185,000 Assyrians. And then uh, we, we read that King uh, Shennacherib went back to Assyria shamefaced and his children assassinated him. So it was a terrible ending for him, but it was a, a beautiful picture of the reality of the believer in Jesus Christ. Those who love God have the confidence, have the reality that God loves you and I, that God will take care of you and I, no matter how big the trial. It's prayer that gets us through everything. It's prayer by which we find guidance and direction. Prayer does so much, but what it does, especially when something massive is coming against our lives, a huge trial, it just puts things in the right perspective. And, you know, it's like, when was the last time Hezekiah had laid down prostrated before God? You know, when was, you know, it's like, why send the silver and gold? Man, save the gold and the silver and just go pray and seek the Lord. Don't try to pay your way out of it or think your way out of it. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. And so he prayed and God gave him a massive victory. I mean, it was so massive that his fame went throughout everywhere. I, I, I believe it, it It says here in, um, in verse 23, it says, And many brought gifts to the Lord at Jerusalem and presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all the nations thereafter. And so because of such a massive victory, you know, it, it caused those around to to ponder the God of Israel again, to ponder how this can take place. And, and part of the threats and part of the boasting of the Assyrians was, we have conquered everyone around you. They all trusted in their gods, and they are toast. What makes you different? Well, we serve the living God. All those other gods are just idols. They're the imagination of men's hearts. But I just love the fact that he cried out. We still cry out today. Jesus said, you know, until now you have not asked anything in my name. Ask in my name and it shall be given to you. Right? If it's according to God's will, we, we through Jesus we can pray and God hears us. And Psalm 50 verse, verse 15, it says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. We're just encouraged time and again in the scriptures. Call out to me when you're in trouble. Call out to me. That is where your solution is. And then as we cry out, faith begins to rise. As we praise him, like we worship right now, it's like it was so beautiful to just see how we change when we sing and we praise and we focus on Jesus. Things just begin to happen in our hearts. Courage rises up. Strength rises up. And it's supernatural where we're able to see things clear again. And in Psalm 46, 1 through 3, 
the psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. I mean, that's, that's 2020. That, the psalmist understands this is the reality that perhaps some have forgotten, that God is our refuge and our strength, that he is a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, we just won't be afraid because God, because God. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid concerning it. But in everything by prayer and supplication and and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, prayer is so sweet. Learn to pray before the Lord. Learn to sit at his feet. The, you know, the, you know it's, it's, there's so much joy. There's so much pleasure at his right hand to just sit with him. And uh, he, he removes our anxieties. He removes them from us. He gives us hope. He gives us strength. He gives us vision. In in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through uh, 17, the apostle Paul says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. It's like they go hand in hand. You're lacking joy. You're lacking uh, the ability to rejoice always. You're feeling down. He says, pray without ceasing. Pray and don't pray. And don't stop praying until you feel better. I, I... You know, every other day I feel good because it's we're on planet Earth, not planet Heaven. And all the creation groans, man. It's like, come on, get us home, Lord, you know. But still, you know, I'm glad that we're all the same way. We all feel the same, you know, uh, cramps and aches and, you know, aches. You know, we all feel anxious and worried and feel like, you know, and, and it's in prayer. You know, the most mature thing we can do is learn to soothe ourselves in the Lord. Learn to soothe yourself in the Lord. You know? And then um, we read here in uh, verse 24, in those days, after this great victory, in those days Hezekiah was sick and near death. And he prayed to the Lord And he spoke to him and gave him a sign. The Lord spoke to him and gave him a sign. So now Hezekiah was sick and near death. We are, uh, turn with me to Isaiah 38. And we, and Isaiah tells us about this, this story. Hezekiah was sick, near death. And he, Prayed to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him. Give me an amen once you're there. Isaiah 38. In those days Hezekiah was sick and near death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, 
went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord. Can you can you just picture that? Hezekiah, they believe, was 39 years old at this point, near death. Some boil that he had. And uh and so he in this chapter he 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 describes how he feels. But he's young, he's 39. And for a king that did so much good, why is God going to take him out so early? Hezekiah would like to know, right? And so, and then the prophet tells him, like, you're going to die. It's like, whoa, that's heavy. It's like, what did I do wrong, Lord, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't we all think that? And so, uh, so he turns to the wall and he just begins to pray. This is someone who did, like, like everything, mostly everything right in God's eyes. And, and yet God's going to take him home early. So he just turns to the wall and starts praying. I mean, that's how used to praying Hezekiah is, where he just turns and just starts praying in front of the wall. That's so, like, heavy and cool. And he says, um, I pray now. Or he says, remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He wept bitterly. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. I just love the fact that God says, I, I, I've heard your cries and I've seen your tears. Just the compassion of our Lord that he sees our tears, that he, that he uh, saves them in a bottle, that he hears our prayers is a beautiful thing. And so the Lord gave him 15 more years. I will deliver you and the city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow on the sundial, which has gone down with the sun on the sundial of Ahaz, 10 degrees backwards. So the sun returned 10 degrees on the dial by which it had gone down. And this is the writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. Look, look what he said when he recovered. He said, I said, in the prime of my life, I shall go to the gates of Sheol, I am deprived of the remainder of my years, I said. I shall not see Yahweh, the Lord, in the land of the living. I shall observe man no more among the inhabitants of the world. My lifespan is gone, taken from me like a shepherd's tent. I have cut off my life like a weaver. He cuts me off from the loom. From day until night, you make an end of me. I've considered until morning like a lion. So he breaks all my bones from day until night. You, you make an end of me like a crane or a swallow. So I chatted. I mourned like a dove. My eyes fell from looking upward. 
O Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for, undertake for me. What shall I say? He has both spoken to me and he himself has done it. I shall walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things men live and in all these things is the life of my spirit. So you will restore me and make me live. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness. But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption for you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for you, your truth. The living, the living man, he shall praise you as I do this day. The Father shall make known your truth to the children. Lord, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. And so then Isaiah said, let them... Take a lump of figs and apply it as poultice on the boil, and he shall recover. And Hezekiah had said, what is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? And so he recovered. But you see in his writing how bitter and scared and troubled he was. But God had mercy upon him and extended his life. And if anything uh, teaches, if, if, if there's anything that we can learn from Hezekiah here, on the positive end, is that he he prayed when the king of Assyria was coming against him, and God completely moved the most powerful king and and destroyed him on behalf of his child, his servant. And also, when his servant was sick, he prayed, and the Lord had mercy upon him and healed him. We're told in James chapter 5, verse 14, Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. God is still healing us of our sicknesses. And so tonight we definitely will be praying for that. But let's continue uh, uh, back in uh, 2 Chronicles 32. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. But, verse 25, but Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, and he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. And so uh, we'll read on before we, we touch on that, but we'll read on a little bit. It says here in verse 27 that Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made himself treasures for silver and gold, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, for all kinds of desirable items, storehouses for the harvest of grain, wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of livestock and folds for flocks. Moreover, he provided cities for himself and possessions of flocks and herds and in abundance, for God had given him very much property. This same Hezekiah also stopped the water outlet of Upper Gihon and brought the water by tunnel to the west side of the city of David. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder uh, that was done in the land, God withdrew from him in order to test him that he 
might know all that was in his heart. And so this is the really, you know, one of the only times that we see Hezekiah faltering. And, you know, some will say, oh, you know, it was wrong for him to, to, you know, ask God to extend his life and heal him of sickness because it was during that 15 years where he would have Manasseh, his son, who we're going to read about next time we're, we're together on Wednesday. And Manasseh's like super wicked. And had he not asked the Lord for an extension of life, had he just died, he wouldn't have been born. And I don't, I just look, he was sick. He wanted to live. And I think God just loved him and appreciated his prayer and blessed him. But it's like, and he, here's the, the thing about Hezekiah is that all of us in this room, we have this in common. Jesus Christ, we put our faith in him. He saves us. He rescues us from the pit of hell and he gives us eternal life. And, and with that, there are strings attached, right? Like to get saved, we cannot earn it. It's by faith. But now that we've been saved, oh, there are definitely strings attached. God, the, God commands us that we serve him. God commands them that we follow him, that we abide in him. If we don't, then it shows kind of a lack of gratitude for our salvation. Would you agree? So Hezekiah is 25 years old when he takes the throne. You know what he does. He turns his heart to God. He's like, you know, no one's leading him. You know, it's just, I love God. I don't care if any, nobody follows me. He's the king. He does it. He restores the, the temple worship. He gets all the people to get, God uses this guy, this young king, and he does all of that. And so the Bible's true. If you honor God, if you serve him, if you live for him, you will see the benefits. You will. You just will. You know, if the Lord should tarry, you begin to you see your life be put together. You begin to see him bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you. And as you walk with the Lord with persecutions, with troubles, but blessings and blessings and blessings with persecutions, with troubles and trials, blessings and blessings and blessings that can't, that the persecutions and the troubles can't compete with. There's more blessings, more blessings. It happens. You know, we're all living proof of that. But see, as he blesses, then he tests us. He tests us whether or not we're going to give him the glory. He tests us whether we're going to be humble and, 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 and glorify his name with the blessings that he's blessed us in our life. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what he does. We, we read it right here. That's what he does. That's why we thank him for, we, we, in the Our Father prayer, we say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. So good, good Christians pray for their meals. They thank the Lord for the food they're about to receive. We thank him for, for our health. We thank him for all the good in our life. We thank him. We thank him and we give him glory because he's watching us. The worst sin in the Bible is pride. And pride is that thing which Lucifer got thrown out of heaven for. Satan got thrown out of heaven. He's a fallen angel because of pride. He, he wanted to lift himself up above God. And here, Hezekiah, even in his older age, God's like, I'll give you the desire of your heart. You want to live another 15 years? Okay, but there's strings attached. I'm going to test if you'll still give me glory. And what happened with Hezekiah is, you know, his head got big because of the victory of the Assyrians. His head got big because God healed him of this sickness. And, and he, he somehow lost his way, which they say, and I believe this is true, the most dangerous place we can be is a place of prosperity and blessings. And when God starts answering all of your prayers, there's, you know, if you're a Christian for, for more than 
So, you know, five years, you know that God answers prayer. You know he does. And when he gives you that thing that you've desired and you're just so blessed and you're praising him, but then he keeps a loving eye on you. Will you still praise me? Will you still serve me? Will you still tell them that it was me? Will you tell them that it was me that you got that good job? Will you tell them that it was me that you got those attaboys, that you got that reward, that you got that blessing, that you got that house, that you got that inheritance, that you got that wonderful spouse or you got wonderful kids or grandkids? Would you just, are you going to tell them? Not just tell them, are you going to still serve me? Or, or are the blessings now going to just take you away from me? And Hezekiah is like, these ambassadors. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.